this was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand and he's running really fast and spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody yells, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blowed his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touched air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I am your host, Tony Merkel. Thank you for being here. If you've had an encounter or story you'd like to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com. That's theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the connection section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me, just get a hold of me. This week is a little bit of a different week because I am in Texas, so I'm recording and producing this show on Wednesday the prior week. So, there are no shout-outs this week because I don't know who is doing what. But I can tell you, you have a great show coming up here. We are going to be talking to Mark and Ricky. We're going to start with Ricky, who actually had a lot of paranormal experiences, and we actually had an EVP possibly come through on the line that you'll be able to hear. And then after Ricky, we're going to get into Mark, who had a Bigfoot experience, and then he talks about some Dogman stuff, and also shadow people. So strap up tight, because you're in for a ride. Let's go. All right, today we have Ricky on the line. Ricky, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. So uh, you have two different experiences that you've had, and both of them are are pretty chilling. They're pretty chilling on different levels, too. So uh, the very first thing that, that you want to talk about is some kind of entity that was uh, that was bothering you. <laughs> I don't want to give too much of the story away, but it kind of right. took control over your speech a little bit. And then we're going to talk about uh, an experience that you had where somebody shows up at your doorstep and it might have been a ghost. I don't know, but it doesn't just involve you, but it involves your sister who was not there. So I'm excited about hearing these stories, man. So why don't you kind of walk us into these experiences, starting with the one that showed up in your bedroom? Yeah, awesome. So um, jumping right into it, um, it was a I probably woke up around two or three o'clock in the morning. And that always seems to be that case with all, like all these stories that we hear. It's uh, 
the witching hour that uh, all yeah. these crazy things happen. Um, but um, I just woke up with this uh, e- uneasy uncomfortableness in our room. Um, and I, I look over to my wife, she's sleeping and, uh, I'm just kind of like just surveying the room and, um, just feeling really uncomfortable. And so I'm just like, I'm going to go back to bed, lay on my side and I'm just looking at the corner of our room. Um, and I, I noticed that, um, that it starts to like, um, bubble a little bit in the corner, almost like, like when you see, you got a leak in your roof and it's, uh, you know, you're going to see the paint bubble up a little bit. And, yeah. um, <clears throat> so I, I see that and it starts to like wave a little bit. Um, and so I'm thinking maybe there might be an electrical fire. And as I'm thinking all these things, then it starts like shifting. And then I see like this dome, like start to come out of it. And so I'm like squinting my eyes. <laughs> I'm like, um, trying to see if like, am, am I really seeing this? Is this really happening? Um, and then as it comes out, then it, it's, then I noticed that it was a head and it starts to, um, like look up, um, to where I can see its face. Um, and so going back to, um, when I first reached out to you, I heard this, uh, the, the episode with, um, titled terror with a smile and I hadn't seen or heard of any other story that related to mine until I heard your, that episode that you did with that, um, the other dude. And, uh, so I was like, Oh man, like, this is insane. I'm what he's explaining is exactly what I saw. Um, so basically it was just this white figure, um, not bony, but like really like, um, like if the skin was really tight. So yeah, like a, like a pale looking type entity, and um it comes out to about maybe it's like collarbone area and then these the arms come out and it's like 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 not lunging at me but it's like just it's just out and it's like this typical like um halloween like ghost cartoony like thing where it's uh, like that swaying like side to side and um i'm like what the heck is going on right now and i'm like I'm like frozen, like in fear of what I'm looking at. And I'm hoping that my wife could see, or I'm just hoping that she'll wake up and, and, and see what I'm, I'm looking at. Um, but that's not happening. And, um, but then I just start remembering, um, okay. Uh, I know what I need to do. I know I need to see to say in Jesus name and, and cast this thing out or until it's a leave. And, um, as I start to, to say, in Jesus' name, I get to the word in, and then it speaks to me. Um, and it says, say it. And I, uh, and I, it, it like stopped me in my tracks. Like I was like mumbling over my words. And, uh, I tried, I, I repeated my, I tried to repeat the, the phrase, um, like three or four times and each time it would say, say it, interrupt me. And almost like this intimidation, um, <clears throat> I felt very intimidated, um, that I couldn't say it. And, but each time that it, it, um, spoke, it like projected itself closer to me. So from when I can finally say in Jesus name, it was like maybe a, f- like two feet from my face and, um, and then it just disappeared. And then, um, 
I sit up out of my bed and I'm like, I got the chills and like even maybe pot, like cold sweats. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, um, I get up and I, I just start praying and I go and like, you know, do my, my safety check throughout the house and, uh, make sure the door's locked, make check on my little girls in the other room and, uh, and just, just pray and go back to bed. Um, but yeah, that's the, that's what happened. Wow. So, uh, you said you checked on your little girl. So I'm assuming this is when you were married with your wife and was your wife in the bedroom? Yeah, we were sleeping in the same bed. The the kids were in the other room. Um, and yeah, they were fine, but, um, I, it would took, took me a good you know while to calm down and, uh, and go back to sleep comfortably. <laughs> Yeah, I can understand that. Uh, did your wife, I mean, I'm assuming she would just slept through this whole thing. Like she had no idea this was going on. Right. And it was, um, I, I didn't tell her because when I came back to bed, she was like, are you okay? And I was just like, yeah. And I didn't want to tell her to like freak her out. So I told her the next morning and she was just like, oh my gosh, we need to, we need to, we need to, uh, anoint this house again. And, and we need to, and I'm like, yeah, let's, let's do it. You know? And, um, so yeah, she didn't, she had, she didn't have a clue that, you know, that was going on at that time. She said, uh, we need to anoint the house again. Uh, Are you there? Yeah. That was really weird. Did you hear that? Yeah. What, it, what I didn't, I just heard like a little, it, it sounded up and I heard it, it sounded like some, like, like a phone rang and then I heard it like a high pitched voice just go, nah, or hello or something like that. Oh, I didn't hear that at all. What'd you hear? I just heard like a, a almost like a, a a phone when it picks up off the receiver and, and hangs back up. Uh, that's really weird. <laughs> I wonder if that's on the recording. Hang on a second. Let me uh, uh, let me uh, pause the record. Stop the recording. At this point, Rick and I were talking about what just happened on this week's episode, and I was able to capture some of our conversation on recording. And after we're done talking about it, we'll get right back into this week's episode. You're talking to me in the room that where that that happened. Yeah, so I don't know if like that, or I don't know. I can't explain it. <laughs> That's really weird. Are we on a um? Are we on a uh, a landline or a cell phone? A cell phone. You're calling from my cell phone. Yeah. Wow. So, because I was thinking landline, maybe maybe somebody picked up the phone in your house and. Wow. I have no idea right. what that was. I have no no idea what that was. That's nuts. That's really weird, isn't it? It was like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you got that on a oh, Well, I'm gonna cut this all out and I'll probably put it as bonus extra content because that's really oh, okay. weird. I'm recording this yeah. right now. So oh my lord, that's that's strange. Like I I I don't even know what to make of that. It's not like it was like if you want to get like paranormal with it, it was almost like an entity called into the line and then just said, huh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, let me, in, let me get into this conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. And, and you're in the room that it happened in. Yeah. Wow. Is this a house or an um, apartment? This isn't a, like a condo apartment. Wow. That's so strange. That's so strange. 
Well, we'll just chalk it up as a uh, a strange occurrence on the confessionals again. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had oh, uh, I had once before. I had somebody. I was interviewing the guy, and um, we got disconnected. And when I called him within like the first ten seconds of reconnecting, um, something came through the line and said it sounded like it said at first it sounded like it said get Tony, and um, then after analyzing the recording, it sounded more like it was. Uh, get Tory or get out Tory or get Tony or get out Tony. I don't know, but it was really weird. Really weird. Whoa. Yeah. It's on one of the episodes. I forget. Uh, it, the episode is um, Unwanted Roommate or The Unwanted Roommate, I think it's called or something like that. I forget what number it is. Oh, but yeah. Something like that. Cool. Unwanted. I'll check it out. Yeah. It's, um, and I actually, I think in the beginning of the show, I have uh, my patrons come on. Some of my patrons talk about because they they actually watched it live. Um, typically, I'd oh, wow. let, I might let my patrons watch me do my interviews live, but um, my software for the last month has been really jacked up, and they haven't been able to uh, watch, and it's kind of frustrating. So, so like in relation to this like little technical hiccup um, or paranormal hiccup, um, I had a buddy of mine. Um, you know, back in the day when you had your like voice, uh, or you had a, a little message little what's that thing called dang it um i'm old now i forgot what it's called well, um, i can't remember either because you can't remember i hate when that happens it's um <laughs> the, uh, um a tape recorder um yeah message machine. you call in yeah exactly and um he set his up to be the um a spinal taps um intro you know um you know so it goes like direct from hell uh this is I'm not going to say his name, but you've reached so-and-so. Um, and so he had did that the night before and then he came back or, and then the next day, some, he had this weird uh, message, like where it sounded like almost like hell on that line um, that left a message for him. And it was like insane. He said he just threw out the whole like um, answering uh, thing. He threw out the whole device itself. Wow. <laughs> well you know i probably would too <laughs> all right, right let me find where we left off here she said that you wanted to or she wanted to or both of you wanted to uh re-anoint the house did you guys re did you guys initially anoint the house at some point yeah when we first moved in we uh um did that did that with you know um when we first moved in so that's interesting because I I've never anointed anointed my house and I n- actually never really thought to, to be honest with you. Uh, is that something that like is a practice that your family has always practiced or is there, was there a reason behind it other than just, you know, moving into a new location and thought it'd be a good idea? Yeah. It's, it, it, I mean, since I was maybe 11 or 12, um, my family's kind of done that or, you know, just if you're, um, yeah, like you move into a new home to, to anoint it to get, because you I mean, you don't know who's lived here before and a lot of the negativity or um, spirits that could be in the the home might attach itself to, I mean, you know that, it, just with all the stories you hear. Um, so yeah, we've, we've done that, you know, growing up and each time we've moved, we've done it. Cool, man. Well, I, I, um, I'm curious about this entity that came out of the wall, obviously. Uh, the way you described yeah. it, it sounded like the wall was coming alive. Is that how you kind of viewed it in, in the moment? Yeah, I would say that. I would say 
Yeah, it would like it was bubbling, and then it started to wave, like wavy, and um, and then I just saw like this dome come out, and as it raised its head up, you know, it had this you know sunken in eyes. Um, it was ball headed. It was super pale white, um, super like skinny, like almost like flesh, and then bone. Um, like there was like no muscle, like, a definition to this 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 thing at all um and you know it was like wavy it, when it peered its head up and looked at me it didn't it didn't look like it had a, a mouth at first and um, it was just all like head um super dark like eyes um not like where there was an eyeball but like just you know sunken in like dark holes basically and um it just looked like death you know and uh um Man, that's giving me the chills because I'm looking up at the corner of the, the spot where it came out um, now. Um, but yeah, man, it was it was uh, intense and, and and frightening all at the same time. Yeah, I can only I can only imagine, man, uh, seeing something like that and then having your wife laying there oblivious to what's going on. Uh, I'm I'm assuming that the show that I did, Terror with a Smile, uh, the reason why it reminded you of the entity you saw is because of the situation where there was no mouth, then there was a mouth. Right. Well, when it spoke to me, it had this huge grin, like as it, when it, when it would say, say it, then, then the mouth would still be there. Like it was like, I, I, I would, I would call it an ear to ear smile because how maybe how deathly it looked. So its mouth looked larger than, um, than it would, for someone who had like fat in their face or muscle in their face, like it was just so between each time it spoke, it kept this really like, um, creepy grin. Um, and then, uh, yeah, dude, so insane. When it spoke, what did it sound like? I mean, cause what I'm picturing here in my head is, uh, when it, it speaks, it has the mouth and it has this creepy smile on its face. And it's, it's like kind of like whispering with a gargly demonic voice. Uh, that might be the, uh, pre pre, uh, conditioned imagery that right. in my head, uh, did it sound now, like that though? It, it, it sounded, it was more of like a, there was no gargling, like, um, uh, demonic type voice. Um, like, like you would get like someone, how someone sounds possessed. Is that what we're talking about? Like when someone's possessed, they, yeah, I, something oh, like, like that. This, yeah. No, it was just like, a like a, it was like harsh, but like, uh, man, it's hard to explain it, but it wasn't loud. It was just like, um, almost like a whispery, um, and it was clear. It wasn't like, but it, almost like, um, saying say it silently with anger if that makes sense if you can picture that yeah i can understand that uh, i guess in my head i'm almost picturing uh that that creepy little guy i can't remember his name lord of the rings uh that was obsessed with the oh ring. yeah yeah the, Gollum the or something? Man. yeah um Gollum. no yeah i guess he could yeah well, but not drawn out i picture Gollum, you know talking like um, but this was like a quick, like, you know, say it and like, uh, with like anger, like he, it, dude, it, it, 
almost felt like he knew what I, or I'm saying he, but it, the thing knew what I was going to say. So as I'm trying to say the words, it's saying, say it. And then I'm like, ah, 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 and like, it was like intimidating. Like, I know what you're going to say and I'm going to scare the crap out of you until you say it. And I was finally able to get those words out, man. And I, uh, man, it just disappeared right in front of, in front of me. Do you think that it had anything to do with your inability to speak? Or do you think you were so scared that you just could just mumble because you were so scared in the moment? Um, I think, I don't know. I think that, dude, I don't know. I think I knew what to say, you know, being, being, um, told stories like this from family members and having them having experiences where, you know, they've had, you know, seen dark figures in the room and, um, and what they did and, and, and it did it, those things just, you know, disappeared and, and, and never came back. Um, so in my mind, I'm thinking, I know, I know what I need to do and, and I'm going to, and I'm going to do it. And so as I start to say, yeah, so I don't know, like, I think it, I think it maybe knew, yeah, but what you, your question was like, yeah, I, I was scared, but I don't know if it knew like that I was going to mumble over my words, like I think four, four or five times. So, um, I think it just was like, I don't know. I don't know how to picture it, man. I don't know how to say it. Like, I don't, I can't explain the intentions or like of this thing, you know? Um, but yeah. It's really interesting. And you said that your family members have mentioned about seeing different things. Uh, I wonder if that's where the whole anointing the house comes from. Cause it's just, ha, do you guys talk about this stuff in your family? Is it something that like, you know, that your family has a, you know, propensity to experience weird things like this? Yeah. Um, well, um, am I, so I'm native American. So a lot of, of those stories, um, that I, I, I hear are from like the reservation. And, um, so they're, you know, they, they go with, they've seen crazy things happen. There's a, there's witchcraft that's going on on the reservation. And so like it, a lot of this, these things, my parents kind of have seen and my aunts and uncles, and so, like, when discussing what we do, it, it was like, you know, stage, you can stage the home or you can, um, being, um, or you anoint the, the, the house with oil and, and you pray over it. And, um, but yeah, like, so that's kind of been like how we were brought up. Um, yeah. I got you. Are you on the reservation now? Is that where you still live? No, I don't live on the reservation anymore. I've never lived actually on the res. Okay. That's really interesting stuff, man. And when you said that this thing was like, I think he said it was like two feet away from your face when you were finally able to say what you needed to say and it, it disappears, it disappears at that point when it was that close to you, was it a full body apparition in front of you? No, no, it was, no, it was still like, I couldn't, it was like flat. So I didn't come out of the, the the wall like you know standing like up vertically it was like flat like towards me so like if if you can picture like flying towards you but each time it says those words it like 
project itself closer and closer and closer. And I so I could only still see like its arms and hands and its creepy face as it's getting closer to me. So I, I couldn't, I, I didn't see any like, you know, legs or like torso at all. So it was kind of like, was it like, was it still attached to the wall kind of just like coming out at you? Is that what you would say? Or was it, I guess what I'm trying to ask is, did it actually at any point actually come out of the wall completely? And if it did, was it just parts of a body, I'm assuming? Yeah. So when it, it did come out of the wall completely. And, um, but as it got closer to me, it was, I, I couldn't see like the, the back half of it. I saw like only, am I, maybe there, I, there was something there, but I was only fixated on its face. Um, and it's like yeah. hands, like it, it was almost like it was flying to like, come get me. <laughs> so what do you think the whole thing was behind that? Do you think that that situation, the whole thing was something to just scare you? Or do you think that there was something more sinister at play? Have you ever thought, why did this happen? Um, yeah. Talking with my wife about it. Uh, um, I don't know. Like we, we, we've, you know, talked about different scenarios of, um, maybe, you know, being stressed out with work and all these things and that playing into it or, um, but yeah, to be honest, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I think it was just there just to, to scare me, you know? Um, and it, it, it did its job, you know, it, yeah. if that's all that it was there created to do and, and, and scare me. And then I guess in that, in that case, it won, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know anybody who wouldn't have been scared of seeing what you saw and how it came at you. And then the whole thing with the speech stuff. I mean, it's very odd. It's very strange. It's something that you don't experience, uh, in your life and, uh, you, you can't prepare for something like that. And so right. uh, it, it's just, it's just crazy because a lot of times people will see stuff but the fact that it actually spoke to you, that's not th that common, you know, and uh, it's got to be terrifying, absolutely terrifying. Uh, so that experience happens. And I think after that experience happens, you had another experience. Uh, now, this experience was something where it involves your sister who was not at your house. Uh, but I'm assuming right. it's the same house you live in now, right? No, actually, um, the second experience, if you want, I can just jump right into it. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, um, it happened before um, the the white creature that I saw here in our, our house, and it was at okay. a different uh, apartment. And um, so it was, again, about 2 o'clock in the morning, and um, I wake up to hearing someone knock on our, knocking on our front door. And so I'm like waking up in bed as someone's knocking on our front door. And I'm just like, I'm, they probably got the wrong house. They, I'm just going to just lay here until they go away. And then they start knocking again. And then my wife goes, is someone knocking on our door? And I said, yeah, I go, babe, you got to get up, get up, get ready and go, go see who it is. Um, I'm just kidding. I didn't tell her to do that. Um, <laughs> but so I was like, okay, I'll go, I'll go peek on who it is so i get up and I'm, as i'm walking down a hallway um if uh, to my right is 
our kitchen and then um the wall that has the front to the front door has this old i don't know if you remember like the early 90s you had like this ice block um like ice wall that you can it looked like ice blocks basically yeah but you could see you can see through it and then um so with that wall had the front door um on it so if i just peeked my head through the kitchen i could see if someone's by the front door and um so i do that and i see someone standing there um and my whole um my plan was to just look through the people and then just ask who it is and tell them they got the wrong place i'm like i don't know who would be knocking on our door uh that early in the morning um and um so as i get closer to the front door i could hear heavy breathing and like sniffling uh, almost like someone's crying and so i look through the people and i see this this girl standing there and she's got her arms crossed um and like her her uh her shoulders are like sh- shrugged up a little bit i can see she's got like a a zip up hoodie but not, the hoodie's not on um and her hair is kind of like waving a little bit. It's a little bit windy out. Um, and we lived on the second floor and the stairs were right next to our, um, our door. Um, so I'm like looking at the night. I quickly think that, that it's my sister and my sister at that time was living with my folks and they lived maybe about you know, 20 miles away. Um, so I'm just terrified cause I'm thinking maybe something's happening to my sister that's caused her to be this far away from home and she needs help. So I, I immediately just unlock the door and open the, the front door and no one's there. And I'm like, uh, what the heck? And, um, our neighbor's door is right across from us. And I, so I, I step out a little bit and, um, I, their doors closed. And so I, I look down towards the stairs and I don't see anyone on the stairs. And then, um, I, I step out and I'm, I'm just in my underwear. I step out of the actual apartment and I'm looking over the little uh, railing to, and trying to hear if someone's running away. And, and then, then it finally hits me that what do you do? Ricky, what are you doing? Like you, you just saw them through the people and open and, and they disappeared. And so I'm like, I'm starting to get the, the creeps and, and I'm getting the chills and I, I go back inside and I lock the door and I go up and our girls were um, like two and one at the time. And so I go in their room and I'm, I'm looking everywhere. I'm like praying and um, I'm like, I go in their bathroom, their closet. And, and as I'm walking back, I go, maybe there's like a smudge on the, in the little people and um, not maybe I'm just, it, I'm just going to look through it again. And no, it was clear, clear as day. I could see right across to the neighbor and I start walking back to the, um, my room and, you know, my wife's like, you know, who was it? And I'm like, uh, it was nobody. And she's like, okay. And she just falls back to sleep. But for some strange reason, I think like this is some type of sign maybe. Um, I've, I've heard, I don't know if through your podcast, but other stories where people have had um, visitations from family members that have died um, and then come to find out that, you know, um, they get a phone call from a loved one saying they passed away and, um, you know, they, 
uh, at that same time. So, or whatever. So I'm, I, uh, I'm thinking maybe something bad has happened. So I, I, I text my sister said, Hey, are you okay? And about maybe 10 minutes goes by and she, uh, texts me back and was like, yeah, why? I said, okay. Um, that's nothing. I love you. Glad you're safe. Um, I'll talk to you about it tomorrow. So we wake up the next day. I, uh, tell my wife what happened and she's like, Oh, that's creepy. And, um, she goes, you gotta, you gotta, um, talk to your sister about it. And I was like, yeah, for sure. Um, my sister calls me and she tells me like, Hey, she's like, what the heck happened last night? And I was, and like, kind of like distraught a little bit, um, upset. And I was like, Oh, I I just wanted to see if you're okay. Um, and she's like, well, something strange happened. And I'm like, what you know and she said well when you texted me last night um the phone lit up my room and as i went to go grab the phone i noticed that there was a girl standing at the end of my bed and um she had long flowing hair and she had her arms crossed and i was like and and so i just threw it out there and i was like was she wearing a a zip-up hoodie and she's like oh my gosh ricky you know, she's like, who told you this? And I was like, well, I go, uh, you, you should relax because, uh, um, I'm about to tell you what happened, you know, with my story. And so there was just this weird connection with this lady that was at my front door that she, she had seen in her room, like within, I don't know, uh, minutes of each other. Jeez. That's creepy, man. That's so creepy. So was that yeah. like a situation where, was that your, first of all, was that your sister's first paranormal experience? Do you know of? Um, I don't know. I, have, I haven't really talked to her about that, that any, like any other stuff. Like it's just, that's some, that's something that she, she's had, but I don't think, I, you know, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I I don't know. I I wonder if she's experienced stuff like you have, you know. And uh, I don't know. Like, do you think that there was some kind of connection between the this situation with you and your sister, and then later on this entity showing up in your home, or do you think they were just totally two separate situations? Because it sounds like they're two separate situations. But you know, you going through things might have a different insight. Yeah, uh, I think they're totally two separate. You know situations um you know i you know growing up i I, you know i've seen i've always seen like you know dark figures and like shadow people and um but for a period of time it stopped and i didn't see anything and when it picked back up again was this weird situation with my sister um so yeah i don't know um i would say it was two you know separate situations and when did the uh, situation with this thing popping up in your room happen? I know that happened afterwards, but how long ago from now? Oh, man. Uh, it happened last, I think last year sometime. Um, oh, man, I can't remember when I sent you that email. Because um, I, I had, I was um, mowing through your episodes and I came across that one. So I, I maybe, yeah, it was last year sometime. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the exact time, but the, with my sister, this was like, I don't know, like seven, six, seven years ago. 
So there were there there was a good time a chunk of time in between them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know, man. It's definitely creepy stuff for sure, and uh, <laughs> I, uh, I I wouldn't wish that on anybody having something like that come in their bedroom. Because I mean, it's a vulnerable situation that you're in. You're in your bedroom. You're sleeping. Uh, you're not right. prepared to. It's not like you could just go right outside and dig a hole. You're you're in a vulnerable situation. It's it's got to be it's got to be a scary situation that you went through. And then the situation with your sister, uh, that's just creepy in itself. I. I I would have a hard time not dwelling on that. Do you guys talk about it here and there? Or was it just like a one-time thing where you guys talked about it and you just don't talk about it anymore? Uh, we've talked about it before. Like we, um, cause when she was tell- explaining the situation or how, the, how she looked, I couldn't see like the face, um, just the way the light was coming in. I could just only see like the, the hair, the, you know, what I explained to you, but she was able to see like the face and, um, we, we talked about the, the details of it. She said, you just look like a, a girl and just, you know, at first thought like maybe it could have been, um, a, you know, one of those black eyed kids. Uh, and, but she said, no, she had full eyes and, um, they weren't, you know, blacked out. Um, and so what she did is, when she saw that, she immediately pulled the covers over her head and started praying. And then she said she just couldn't, she couldn't stand in there or be in there any longer. And just from when I texted her 10 minutes, she was in like in her room and she just left. She ran out of her room and um, then texted me like, yeah, why? Um, basically, because she thought I maybe somehow sent that to her or I don't know. I don't know. Wow. Crazy stuff, man. Crazy stuff. But I do appreciate you sharing it on the show, man. I really do. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for having me, man. Well, I'd like to say thank you to Ricky once again. Some strange experiences and that EVP was definitely at least odd. Next up, we have Mark coming on. So let's get to it. Okay, today I have a great guest coming on. I have Mark and uh, Mark actually lives here in Pennsylvania. And uh, Mark, we were supposed to do this interview earlier this week. But man, this week hammered me at work and life. It was just it was a drag this week, man. I really appreciate your patience to make it here on Saturday. It's no problem. You know, being a truck driver, I deal with the same stuff, you know? Yeah, man. It's like, uh, it's one, if it's not one thing, it's the other, you know? It's just, I could go on for about an hour just talking to you right now about how crappy this week was. It was unbelievable, but I'm going to spare you and everybody else. And we're going (laughs) to dive into things here tonight. Now, you have some stories to share with us. And I want to start off with uh, your your Sasquatch story that you have for us. And then we'll transition into the story of what your friend told you about Dogman. And then we'll wrap things up with some uh, Shadow People stories. So uh, let's get started with the Bigfoot. And so you almost hit one of these things with a truck. So tell us about this. What happened? Oh, it was 1987. I was, I, I was a senior in high school. It was probably, probably late October, early November when this happened. I was in a, in a marching band in school and I was waiting with my friend. Her parents were supposed to pick her up, but they never showed up. I guess they fell asleep. So I drove her home and it was probably about, probably about seven, eight miles from the high school out in like a country area called Helfenstein. 
And I took her home. I dropped her off, and I was coming home. I had a, a radio, well, actually cassette deck. It was just hot-wired. I never put it in my dad's pickup truck the way I should have. I just tied the wires together and put black tape around them. And I was coming home. I was, I was doing about 45 miles an hour on a stretch of road. And there was like a little slight corner. And uh, the stereo, it was crackling. So I reached down, took my eyes off the road, and I'm looking down. I was actually had my head like level with the dashboard. And I was playing with the wires and then I looked up and all of a sudden I just saw something out of the corner of my eye, like it was running across the road, like it was chasing something. And all I saw was two legs just out of the corner of my left eye. And it, it must have been inches from my truck because when it, when it passed, I, by the time I got stopped and I looked, it was gone. I mean, it just happened like a split second, you know, but I could see it was brown and I saw it was hairy. That's all I saw. Now, I, I can't actually say it was a Sasquatch or if it was a dogman or what it was, but but if you were to ask me, I would think it was a Sasquatch because I heard stories over the years from people saying, oh, there's, there's Sasquatch in this area and stuff like that. But I never heard, you know, I never saw anything like that or really heard stories, just people talking about seeing or something there. But that's basically the, the encounter right there with that. I mean, it just happened in a split second. Okay. Well, you think or you know that you saw it running on two legs? I know I saw it running on two legs because it was too fast and it was it was tall because I I could I could see the back of the legs. That's all I saw was the back of the legs, like from the back of the thigh down to the back of the calf, and that was it. Just out of the corner of my left eye, as it, as I put my head up, and I and it just it just went past me. Like I said, I was doing forty five miles an hour, and God knows how fast that thing was going. So, but by the time I stopped and I, I turned around, and I looked, it was gone. It was in the woods already. So wow. So I mean. Essentially, if you weren't playing with your radio, you probably would have got a better look at this thing. Yeah, definitely. I probably would have been able to stop or else, you know, <laughs> I probably would have swerved, but I didn't swerve enough. And I was still going my route, but by the time I looked up, it was it was already past me. So it, it was pretty close. It must have been like a foot or inches from, from me hitting it, you know. Wow. Dude. So... Why couldn't you be looking up? <laughs> I mean, uh, That's just the way it goes. That's just the way it is. Yeah, I know. It's just like, dang it, you know, because, I mean, you would have had an amazing look at this thing and uh, you, you missed it. And, and and who knows, maybe, you know, Sasquatch Dogman, who, uh, who knows what it really could have been. Uh, but you did say that, you know, you have a feeling it was a Sasquatch. What what kind of gives you that vibe over Dogman? Well, well if, if it would have been a Dogman, I probably would have saw a tail. But yeah. I didn't see any tail. So that's what makes me think that's what it was. Gotcha. And now this happened in the Shimokan area? Uh, yeah, actually closer to uh, Lavelle in a, in a town called Elfenstein. It's it's in between Lavelle and Shimokan. It's it's on a back road. Okay. And and this is like an area where people typically say that they have seen these things. Uh uh, tell me about that. I mean, what, what's it, what's it like out there? I mean, I live in Pennsylvania, obviously, but I'm from Shemokin. I'm probably about two hours away. Uh, what, what's, what's it like out there as far as people talking about these things? So you just hear it, hear it every once in a while, or is it something that people um, are willing to talk about? Back then, uh, it was like I said, 1987. And, uh, of course the internet wasn't here and there wasn't much like movie wise to watch. on uh, just the stuff you would see on TV, you know, I'd, at first I thought it was all fake, even though I did believe in them because my dad and I used to watch monster movies all the time and saw the Patty film and all that stuff and Legend of Boggy Creek and stuff. I always believed in it. 
and he told me stories about Vietnam, that there were people saying that they saw something similar over in Vietnam when he was in the service. And uh, we were always into that stuff. And there was just like, just like little talk. I mean, it wasn't nothing major. Like a lot of people think you're nuts when you tell them stuff about that. So, and I didn't tell anybody that story in 25 years, except for my dad. So, because everybody would think, oh, you're, you're crazy. You're crazy. You know? Yeah. And I mean, I, I can understand yeah. that. It's just, I, what I, what I, I have a hard time fathoming is somebody seeing something like that and keeping it inside and only ever telling one person. Uh, I mean, it, right. it's cause it's, for me, it'd be something that I'm jumping out of my skin to tell somebody and you just kind of keep your mouth shut. I mean, uh, is, is that up to this time now? I mean, outside of your dad, the only other person you told is me or have you told other people since time? No, I've, I've told other people over, over the past few years and stuff like that. And it, Everybody's like, oh, you're nuts. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> but back, but back then I was, I was like, I'm like, man, when I, when it happened, it, it, it didn't scare me. It startled me. Cause I'm thinking, what the heck did I almost hit? You know? And then I, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, I couldn't be, it couldn't be. And then when I got home, my dad was still up and I told him, he's like, oh, it's possible. You know, it's possible. It could have been one of these, or I don't know what to tell you. And I'm like, and there, I, mean, I heard stories that people have seen them around, but I never heard any stories in detail. Just like from word of mouth, saying, "Oh, somebody saw it, said they saw a Bigfoot here," or there was a story where the Bigfoot looked in somebody's window, or you know, I mean, just little things like that, but right. nothing in detail. So, yeah, I mean, I know obviously we're both Pennsylvanians and stuff, and if you're into the Bigfoot topic like I am, you know, Pennsylvania is a hotbed. I mean, it's it's like people all over the state, literally every corner of the state have had sightings, even down closer to Philadelphia area. I mean, not Philadelphia itself, but in this surrounding area, right. there have been sightings. And uh, I I just, I've never seen one. It drives me nuts. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, you're talking about something that was probably, how big would you estimate? I mean, I know you didn't get much of a, a look at it, but did you get any kind of size gauge as far as like height or weight? Uh if I were to guess, I'd probably say anywhere between five and 600 pounds, but the height, I couldn't tell you because I didn't see the upper part of the body because the, the pickup truck I was driving was a, an old 75 Chevy pickup. And back then those, the headlights were pretty dim, even with the high beams on. So, and I, I'm sure they weren't adjusted properly. So it, it, they weren't pointing high. I, so I just saw the back of its legs when it, when it, it passed me there, when it, when it picked my head up. Yeah. So I really didn't get a good description of it. I just saw it was brown. Like it just happened in a split second, you know. That's basically everything, you know, with, with that story. I mean, I have nothing else. That, I don't know if it was chasing something or it was just trying to get across the road to go somewhere. I have no idea. Yeah, well, it's interesting nonetheless, man. It really is because uh, it's one of those things where you, you talk to people and they, they say they saw these things crossing in front of their car on the road while they're driving. And it's one of those things, I've said it before, it just baffles me. I don't understand why these things would choose to run in front of a car when uh, clearly they're, they have to have some kind of intelligence. And if they have any kind of intelligence, you would think they would just wait till the car passes so it's safe and uh, undetected. And so it just right. it, it baffles me when these things do this. And I don't know if it's just a, they're bored or what, but very interesting nonetheless. Now, uh, did you tell your friend about this sighting that when she saw her big or dog man sighting and she related to you, did you tell her about this? Yes. Yeah, so it was about five or six years ago. Uh, she lives in Chicago now and uh, she was coming home for her class reunion. She was a year behind me at school and uh, we were just chit chatting. And I'm like, you know, I never told you the story about what happened to me. 
And I told her what I just told you. And she goes, oh, my God. She's like, why don't you tell me back when it happened? I was like, well, I said, I said, I figured you probably wouldn't believe me. So I just left it go. I said, I just told my dad and that was it. And left it, left it at that. And I said, over the years, I forgot about it, you know, for probably until I was like in my mid 20s or something like that, late 20s. And that's when the Internet came out. And then I started getting back in to the Bigfoot thing and doing some research and reading, reading stories and stuff like that, you know. And so I was telling her about that. And then she's like, she goes, there's so many things over where I live that, that was strange that happened. She goes, now, this is the, the dog man story that she told me. Uh, I am not sure how old she was. And uh, she said that the one night her brother's friend was at their house and they were hanging out and uh, he lived like a mile and a half down the road and he lived down off the main road on a dirt road. And he said he was walking home and it was the moon was out and it was a pretty clear sky. And she said that uh, he told her he's walking home and in this old abandoned house, he could see moonlight reflecting and he heard something inside of it, like ripping something apart. And as he was getting closer, he could see through the window. He said it looked like it was a werewolf or dog man, whatever you want to call it. And it was ripping like the ceiling apart, like it was looking for something. And he saw it and he turned around and ran back to her house. And then her mom ended up taking him home. And uh, that's all she told me about that story. And she said there's like other weird things that happen over there. Like somebody had a Dybbuk box and stuff like that. And she said her brother has all these kind of stories like, with the black magic stuff and everything, but I really never got to talk to the guy. So I didn't, I didn't get to hear all the stories about this stuff. So, Oh man, I wish you would have had some stories about that. Dang it, dude. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, so how old do you think that this guy was? I mean, back in, I'm assuming it happened back in the eighties. I mean, was he like a child child or was he more like a teenager? Do you think he was, he was, he was probably, he was probably early twenties. Wow. Okay. well, well, actually, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. She didn't say how old she was at the time, but that, but I was in my. We were 17 when she told me, so he was probably in his early 20s when she told her. When I'm sorry, she, I was. She was 17 when she said about this, and uh, I'm getting lost here. That's fine. It's <laughs> the fine. guy, because <laughs> I wasn't there, so I really don't know the story in detail. Yeah. Just what she told me. So I don't know how old he might, he may, he may have been a teenager. I'm not sure. Okay. But she, like I said, she told me about five, six years ago. So I just turned 48. So it, it was a while since it happened. So I'm guessing maybe he was in his teens, maybe early twenties. All right. Cause she was probably about five or six younger years younger than her older brother. So. Yeah. Cause I mean, the, the reason why I ask is because I mean, say it's a, I don't know, a 10 to 12 year old kid walking home and they they say they see something like this they run back to the house they're scared and so the mom drives the kid home okay that's one thing you know like uh, the parents are just like oh it's a little kid it's probably saw a cat you know what i mean but when right. you, like say it's a teenager 15 16 17 early 20s i mean this is this is somebody who's old enough to know what they saw and it scared them enough to run back to somebody's house and tell them a story that sounds so bizarre and have them drive him home. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's just, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. It, it takes, I mean, imagine if, if you were just trying to get attention, it would take a lot of yeah. guts to just go back to somebody, to a friend's house and tell the family what there's some, it's some story of what you saw and be terrified to, to ride home. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if you're making that right. up, it, it's like, you look like a ridiculous fool. You know what I mean? That's what people would right. think. Yeah, exactly. 
And so I, I just, I, I, when, when you, when the age is around that, it just, I find it interesting. And the fact that I know that, um, there have been a rise recently of dogman sightings in Pennsylvania. Uh, who knows what was happening back in, you know, the eighties, early nineties, whatever it was. Uh, it's just, it's right. interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I really never heard anything else about dogman around this area, but I guess around when the time that happened was probably, I would say about 82, 83, somewhere around there, you know, cause I'm just guessing by the age. So, right. Well, why don't we uh, talk about some of these shadow people stories you got for me, man? What what, what happened? Yeah, my 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 best friend. Um, this happened in the, the mid nineties, and he's one that never believes in anything that you tell him, like Bigfoot, dog man, shadow people, ghosts. He doesn't believe in any of that stuff. And if you do talk about, it, he's like, "Oh, you're nuts." He's like, "It's just all made up." So he told me one night we were out, and uh, we got home. He 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 dropped me off at my house, and he went home and. Uh, he said he was laying in bed and it was probably, I guess, I don't know, three, four o'clock in the morning. He said it was, and he was laying on his side and all of a sudden he heard this really, really loud noise and it was piercing his ears. And he said the lights were all off in the bedroom, but there was just a, like enough light coming through the window that he could see. And he said, he's laying on his side. And all of a sudden it was like, there's a couple people standing around his bed. And he said, he tried to yell and he couldn't yell and he couldn't move. So it felt like something was holding him down. He said this lasted for about 15 seconds. And then he said he was actually able to break free and get up and it disappeared. And that's the only thing that happened to him. And I was like, well, I don't know if I should believe you because you don't believe anything I tell you. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) any of them other stories like, no, seriously, seriously, it did happen. He's there. He's there. I wouldn't lie. He's there. You know, I don't believe in that stuff. He goes, but this actually happened. I was like, okay. So now what happened to me a few years ago, this is back in 2013. Um, I was, it was a Friday night. It was, I think it was in February. I don't remember the exact date or the time, but I went to bed and I usually keep my cell phone next to the bed and I used the cell phone for the alarm. So I didn't need the alarm for Saturday morning. So I figured, you know what? I'm going to turn the phone off. So nobody bothers me. I'm going to take the whole night and sleep, get the best rest I can get. I was really tired. So I'm laying in bed and I don't know what time this happened. Well, the phone was off. And I'm laying in bed and I'm on my back and all of a sudden I hear this loud piercing noise. It sounded like it was electronic and I knew my phone was off and I had nothing else electronic in my bedroom. So I'm laying there and it started to hurt my ears and I tried to get up and I couldn't get up. I felt like something was holding me down. And when I opened my eyes, it looked like there's about 10 people standing around the foot of my bed and all I could see was shadows. And I tried to get up and I'm trying to yell to get out of my room and after is probably about 10 seconds, I think 15 seconds, all of a sudden it disappeared. And when I get up, I was like, what the heck was that? I'm like, am I imagining it? So I went back to sleep and just as I was getting ready to doze off, the same exact thing happened. I heard that noise again. I went to sit up and when I did, I couldn't move. And when I was trying to move, I was trying to yell again. And there I saw the same the same figures standing around my bed. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? And then by that time, my dog jumped off my bed and ran out in the living room. I don't know if I scared him or if he was able to see what was going on or, or what, you know? So after that happened, I was able to get up. I went out and got a drink of water and I'm like, I'm like, this isn't right. I'm like, something's wrong here. So I figured I'm gonna go back to bed, try it one more time. I go back to bed. And the third time, by this time I get up, 
as soon as I heard that noise, my bed started to shake. And then when my bed was shaking, I was actually able to get up out of bed and I saw the figures. And as soon as I, I lunged towards them, they disappeared and that was it. And never had nothing after that. Wow. And when I woke up the next morning, when I woke up the next morning, my stomach hurt. Like it felt like I did like a thousand crunches. My throat was sore. Cause it, cause I don't know for me trying to yell, was I actually yelling and I couldn't hear it myself, but I had a sore throat. And then I felt like somebody hit me in the back of the shoulders with a baseball bat. So that's what happened with that. And it was just kind of crazy, you know, <laughs> And nothing ever happened after that. Nothing ever happened after that. that. That's essentially an identical story as to what your friend said. Yeah, pretty much. But he, it only happened to him once. But he didn't say he had a sore throat. You know, he, but he, he said it just felt like something was holding him down, you know. Wow. But, now, this is a good, a good bit of years in between when this happened. When I told him about it, he's like, he's like, and you didn't believe me when it happened to me. I said, well, you don't believe in this stuff. And so how good I believe you, you know, <laughs> I said, I thought you're just making up and being a jerk. <laughs> so, but I mean, like he said that they were holding him down. That's what he said. It felt like this, like they were holding him down. Like he couldn't get out of bed. But, and you said that he was, for he, you, he was, he was on his, yeah, he was on his side when he, when this happened to him and he couldn't move. He couldn't even roll over. He said, and you, and you said for you that you couldn't move though, right? Like you, you couldn't. No, I couldn't move at all. And when, when I was able to move and I sat up, they disappeared. But like the, the very last time when it happened, as soon as I heard that noise in my bed started to shake on that, that time there, I, I was able to get up. And when I get up, I was, I went towards where, towards the foot of the bed and they just dis- disappeared. Like they weren't even there like a second, you know, I could just see them there and they were going that quick as soon as, as soon as I saw them appear. What do you think the timeline is before behind with the time that he had that experience to the time that you had that experience? Uh, I'd say it's probably about twenty years in between. Wow! Now, 15, how long? Twenty years. How long was it from the time that he told you about that experience to the time you had that experience? About the same time. About the same time. Okay. So he never really, he never really, never talked about it much after that. You know, he's just that's just the way he is. I just find it interesting because, like, it, it, they almost sound identical. And twenty yeah, years, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I wonder if it was the same thing. Well, I have no clue. I have no idea. I don't know if it's sleep paralysis or you really do see something. I have no clue. Now, you, you said something about your dogs. Did they did they react to these things? He jumped off the bed. I don't know if he if I just spooked them because I was trying to move. Or what was going on? I have no, I have no idea. But he was, I was on a like if you're looking at the bed, stand at the foot of the bed. I was on the left side of it, and he was on the other side. So he jumped off the bed and ran out into the living room. So, so when he ran out in the living room, did he run through these things, or were they not where he ran? No, no, he was, he, he was nowhere near them. He ran off to the side of the bed, the side that he was on. Is that out of uh, character for him, or does he, does he usually do stuff stuff like that? Just run out the room. No, he usually takes over to bed and doesn't leave till I get up. <laughs> Typical dog. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's really interesting, I man. I don't, I, I don't know if he was just annoyed or, you know, you know what I mean. I, I couldn't tell. But yeah. he didn't, he didn't come back in the room the rest of the night, so he stayed out in the living room. Jeez, I mean, I, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's very interesting that the fact that you both had, I, I think they just sound mirror image, and I mean. I like my wife. She had a Hatman st- encounter. She shared it on episode three. She saw a Hatman when she was a little girl. 
I've never seen a hat man. Uh-huh. And for somebody to have such an experience like your friend had, and then for him to tell it to you, and then 20 later, pretty much the same exact thing happened to you. I got to I gotta imagine the odds of that happening are so far. I mean, that's why it almost sounds like maybe there's some kind of intent behind it. But for 20 year span, I, don't, I can't imagine. I don't know. Like It doesn't seem like it. it I, I was thinking maybe, you know, six months later, it happened to you or something like that. But 20 years is a long time. Yeah, that's the first time something like that ever happened to me, you know, with the with shadow people like that. Hopefully it's the last. usually never have any. Yeah, I hope, I hope so. <laughs> but yeah, and another story, another story. I just moved recently back in June to my grandmother's old house. She passed away last year. So I bought this house off my aunt's and my dad. And uh, this is in the early 80s. Also, my aunt and uncle were having some problems, you know, and here he got a job driving over the road with a partner. He was, my uncle was just learning how to drive a truck and they were going cross country and my aunt and he were separated. So she was staying in the house on that with my grandparents and she was sleeping in the attic. And my grandfather had the bedroom down at the bottom of the steps from the attic. And my grandmother slept in the other room that's next to his. And this is in the early eighties. I was probably 83. I was 13 when this happened. And if I, I remember all the stories they were saying about it. And uh, my aunt said the one night she's laying in bed and same thing happened to her, but she didn't say that she saw the shadow people, but she felt it. She said she felt like something was holding her down in bed and she couldn't move and the bed was shaking. She said it happened twice that night. And then she came down and told my grandfather and he just didn't say anything to her. And uh, that was that for that, for that, for that night, you know? And then she said like a, a night or two later, She's laying in bed. The same thing happened to her again, the bed shaking. And uh, she felt like something was holding her down and like the covers were on her. She couldn't get the covers off of herself. And then she, uh, I guess she went down to tell my grandfather and my grandfather, he uh, was sitting in the living room. It's, I guess it was early, early in the morning, you know, and uh, she said he was sitting in the living room. She was telling him about what happened. And he told her when he was sleeping that same night, that he saw three red lights bouncing down by the foot of his bed and he didn't know what it was. And back then I don't think they had laser pointers or nothing like that. So I think it can roll that out. Like somebody putting laser pointers in the bedroom and uh, he said he saw the three red lights bounce around, but he had no clue what it was for. And he just blew it off because he was one of them guys that were real stern, you know, he didn't say much. And when she told him that he told her that story. And then earlier or next later, later that morning, there was a knock on the door and the state police came, knocked on the door here. My uncle was killed in a truck or trailer accident. I guess he was sleeping in the cab and the guy that was driving wrecked the truck and my uncle flew out and I guess he was dead instantly, you know, and I don't know if that had something to do with what happened to her. You know what I mean? Wow. That's a shame. That's, that's pretty messed up. Cause I remember that vividly from when I was a kid, because I remember hearing the stories about it. They don't want us kids to hear about it, but I, that was, to the top of the steps listening to it tell them tell them the story or but but she's like i said she had didn't say anything about the shadow people or nothing she just felt like she was held back in bed like she couldn't move and couldn't get the covers off of herself and the bed shaking yeah wow that's that whole story is sad man um i wonder i wonder what i mean in your opinion if that happened to you would you be better off having that experience where you're being held down, but you don't see anything or would you rather see what you're being held down by? I'd rather see it. Really? 
I'm the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's better to know than not to know because at least you know what you're dealing with, you know. I mean, yeah, that's 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 a good point, actually, because I, I was thinking if you don't see it, then over time, maybe you can create some kind of thing in your head as to what it really was and wasn't a big deal. But at the same right. time, if you're dealing with something serious, uh, maybe it is good to see it so that you know how to go about handling your business. But, um, right, dude, man, that's some uh, <laughs> that's some deep stuff, man. I, I I, yeah. I don't even want to speculate as to his experience uh, uh, lining up with his death. I don't want to go there uh, just right. because I, I feel uncomfortable with that. You know what I mean? Um, right, right. But it it's a sad, man. That's a sad story. And you're a truck driver. I'm a truck driver. And when I hear stories of stuff like that happening, eh, it hurts. It hurts because it's like it could happen to one of us. You know what I mean? And it's just kind of scary. Right. Yep. It kind of brings it kind of brings you back down a little bit because you go through every day driving your truck tons of hours nothing ever happens you deal with bad drivers around you 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 know you know how it is as a truck driver you 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 learn how to read cars you know what's going to happen before it happens like you, you can see somebody coming up next to you and just the way their body language is with the car you know if they're going to cut you off or not and so after a while yeah. of doing that kind of stuff like you feel very comfortable in the truck you're just i got this it's not a big deal i know what i'm doing but the fact of the matter is uh truck driving is one of the most deadliest jobs in the in the nation I mean, it's just one of the most dangerous jobs you can be be doing. And then when you hear of a fallen truck driver like that, it kind of brings you back down to earth. And it's just like, you got to be careful because this is serious, you know? Yeah, you have to keep your head in the swivel driving a truck, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, they say, what, every five seconds, check your mirrors? Yep, yep. You have to anticipate everything. Think You have to think of the worst, unfortunately, you know? Yeah. You know, and one of my biggest fears is, and I know this is off topic and uh, all, but one of my biggest fears is having an accident where I hurt somebody really bad and, and I survive. That that is something right. that scares me so bad because I don't know if I could. I, I certainly wouldn't drive truck anymore, and I, I don't know how right. that would affect me, but it would it would kill me inside. And so it's just one of those things where you know that's why I take such careful caution when I'm driving truck. I, I really try to, you know, I'm a professional driver and I try to be a professional. I, I don't get road rage. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. get paid by the hour. I don't know about you, but I get paid by the hour. So I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, drive a million miles an hour and, and risk having an accident. I'm getting paid by the hour. I'm getting paid to do this. I'm not going to get road rage. I'm not going to, you know, get angry. Somebody cut me off. I've learned to expect it. Driving in the Philadelphia area, you learn to expect it and it doesn't catch you off guard and you just, it's standard, you know, so don't let it get get to you because the worst thing you can do is be an emotional driver because that's when accidents happen. Yeah, I used to drive down to Chester a couple of years ago down to Scott oh, Paper and deliver a pole down there. Yeah, I used to go down at night though and there were some characters in the road at night, especially after the Eagles, after Eagles yeah. or Phillies game. <laughs> there was lunatics all over the place. You had you you to be on your, your best alert, you know. Yeah. Uh, Scott Paper, where where is that exactly? I can't remember. I know I've been uh, there. Though. It's Kimberly Clark. It's Kimberly Clark. It's uh, right by Harris Casino in Chester. Yes, yes, yes. Right off familiar of, with uh, it. To I think it's uh oh crap. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep, exactly. Yeah, it's right there by uh is it Albright College? I think. No, Albright's in Reading. Oh, okay. Um, it begins with an A. I can't remember the name of it. It's been a few years since I've been down there. I think Widener's in it's, Chester, uh, isn't it? Um, I'm not sure. 
All right. Anyways, we're getting off topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody who's listening to this. Uh, so listen, Mark, I really appreciate you coming on here and sharing these stories and stuff, man. They were definitely fascinating. Uh, so, you know, you know how to get a hold of me if you have any more stories to share. Right. It's been fun. Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, go ahead and share this show around social media. That would be a great help to me. Just take the link that you're listening to right now and share it around social media because the more people hear the show, the more they'll have an opportunity to enjoy it. Until next week, friends, stay safe, take care, and remember, the truth will set you free, but first it will piss you off. Bye. myself and catch my breath but I know I should get out and just walk away I keep on holding out for your intentions could you deliver me from troubled nights on my own can you show me how to love again I gladly sacrifice this love If you give me all I pray for late at night Cause honey, you're my gospel truth I drop down to my knees for you A broken hallelujah Begging you for sacred Cause honey, you're my gospel